It's like eight, nine weeks to Christmas, and uh, look at this. This supply chain thing is bad. It's not getting better. We have footage. This is from the Long Beach uh, port out there near L.A. Uh, all those cargo containers, not supposed to be stacked this high. And take a look at this. These trucks online for miles and miles and miles. Yeah, this is highly, highly abnormal. It's not supposed to be like this. And also... Closer to the ships, uh, look at this, stagnant. We have huge problems, too few truckers, too many regulations, a great big mess. And of course, Joe Biden is not up to the task. He pretends that he is, but we saw it last night. Were you watching the town hall? It was ugly, it was pathetic, it was a little bit funny, but mostly sad. What I've recently done, and people said, we're doubted we could do, get it done, I was able to go to the private ports with 40% of all products coming into the United States of America on the West Coast go through uh, Los Angeles and, uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? It wasn't just a loss for a word, it was lost for a thought. Where the hell am I? What am I doing here? Great question, Joe. And Americans across the country are asking that as well. Take a look. No president has ever taken a dive like this, all right? Down 11%, 11.3%. Some polls have them below 40% in approval. Uh, this is really, really bad stuff for a president. This is a crisis, but um, if you were watching the CNN town hall, it was a great big party because they rigged the whole thing. I want to welcome the 46th president of the United States, President Joe Biden. It's no big deal. Uh, you think that was a representative audience, okay? Those were hardcore far left, who knows? But they were handpicked and uh, boy, they cheered like crazy. Uh, but they can only help Joe so much with those cheers. I mean, sooner or later, the questions come and it's on him. He was asked about uh, the border. Have you been there? Are you gonna go? And uh, that kind of threw him. Do you have plans to visit the Southern border? Uh, I've been there before, and I haven't, I mean, I know it well. I guess I should go down, but the, but, but the whole point of it is I haven't had a whole hell of a lot of time to get down. I've been spending time going around looking at the $900 billion worth of damage done by, uh, by hurricanes and floods and, and weather and, tra and traveling around the world. But uh, I plan on, now my wife Jill has been down. She's been on both sides of the river. She's seen the circumstances there. She's looked into those places. All right, Joe, look, if you want cookies, go see Dr. Jill Biden. That's Dr. Jill Biden, okay? Uh, but the border, that's on you. You say you don't have time. You don't have time to go to this national security crisis. You have time to eat ice cream. You have time to go to Delaware every weekend, it seems like. What else happened? You notice you're not seeing a lot of pictures of kids lying on top of one another with, uh, you know, with, 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 blank, with uh, um, you know, uh, looks like tarps on top of them. Uh, we've seen the pictures, Joe. We actually have television. People have television. You may, it may be a big treat for you to see the TV, but we have seen this and we know that you're asleep. 
that you don't seem to care whatsoever. Look, they were very gentle with him last night, no pressure whatsoever. But again, you can only help this guy so much. I mean, he is very, very weird. Just in terms of inflation, because you had told uh, us at a town hall, I think it was in July, that the in, this was just near-term inflation. The Wall Street Journal recently talks as like 67 uh, financial experts. <laughs> All right, you see what's going on here? He's <laughs> like this for some reason. People noticed, they made fun of it, and um, they succeeded. Very, very funny. Jetpack Joe, right? He fits right in, and he takes off. Why were his arms out like that? Uh, let's see, they made another one. Uh, oh, remember Beaveth and Butthead? Shut up, Beaveth. They were big in the 90s. That does look like a Beavis stant. Uh, ooh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, Anderson uh, as the red one. And finally, we all know that Joe loves ice cream. And they put it in here, and he's actually holding it. It totally works. And they take it from another angle. He's still got the ice cream cones. Uh, people are great. They can be vicious, but they can also be very, very good. All right, when it came to uh, COVID, this was interesting. And we mentioned that the audience seems rigged. You know, everybody out there, they pretend they like law enforcement, first responders, people that we've been counting on. It's not really true. There are people, good people, who have reservations about the COVID vaccine. That's legal. You should be able to have some concerns. Joe doesn't see it that way. Police officers, emergency responders, be mandated to get vaccines, and if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Uh, yes and yes. And the crowd goes wild. Yes, they should stay home. Yes, they should be let go. And the crowd goes wild. Huh, talk about rigged. That's uh, an interesting crowd there. Let's let him go into a bit more detail though on the COVID situation. I waited until uh, July to talk about mandating because I tried everything else possible. The mandates are working. The two things that concern me, one are those who just try to make this a political issue, freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on, freedom. Freedom, freedom. See how dismissive he is of the term? You know, there are a lot of things that we can make 99, 99.9, even 100% of the country do if we take away their freedom. We don't like this. And he, in his own way, is being very, very revealing. There's more. The second one is that, uh, you know, the, the gross misinformation that's out there. Like what they're saying about my buddy Colin Powell, and he was my friend, he passed away. Colin Powell was vaccinated and he still died. Well, he knew he had serious underlying conditions and it would be difficult. He clearly would have been gone earlier had he not gotten the vaccine. Talk about gross misinformation. Clearly he would have gone earlier had he not gotten the vaccine. Joe Biden doesn't know that, he can't know that, and if he's been told that, whoever told him that could most likely have been totally wrong. Misinformation, where did he get that from? Dr. Jill Biden, okay? It doesn't work that way. All right, folks, uh, it's a bad situation with the president. Uh, they can't keep it a secret. They can pretend everything is normal. It's not. I want to talk about January 6th for a moment. The Democrats are still trying to score political points out of this day, exploit this day, hurt Donald Trump, hurt his supporters. How do they do that? By exaggerating it, exaggerating it, and uh, shaming half the country, trying to co uh, connect 
Trump supporters to that day. One of their weapons are the cops from Capitol Hill. The Capitol Hill police and some Metro police officers, they've been exploiting uh, since the very earliest on this. Uh, do you remember these guys at the hearing a few months ago? They're still hanging around. They still want attention, and we're going to give it to them. But first, uh, this is what happened a couple of months ago. We got people right now in front of the Justice Department asking to release some of the very same people to be released, even though we are testifying about the trauma and the agony and everything that happened to us. It's pathetic. He's an armed Capitol Hill police officer saying that Republican members are pathetic and he's still out there making noise and he's still a Capitol Hill cop. Next. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. That speaks for itself. Uh, this uh, drama queen has been out there. Very strange character. You know, he has that southern accent, but it looks like he's a child of the Beltway, and he's looking to exploit this big time. That brings me to uh, Harry Dunn. Let's take a look at him. I use an analogy to describe what I want as a hitman. If a hitman is hired and he kills somebody, the hitman goes to jail. But not only does the hitman go to jail, but the person who hired them does. There was an attack carried out on January 6th, and a hitman sent them. And the hitman, he says, is Donald Trump, a uniformed Capitol Hill police officer making wildly partisan statements along with his friends there. It's totally unprofessional. It should not be happening. But what's worse, these guys are still on Capitol Hill with their guns on Twitter saying all kinds of highly political things. And guess what? They're kind of celebrities now. People want to meet these guys. Oh, and Dunn, the last guy, he's saying awful things on Twitter. Take a look at this. He makes some observation about the sunset, but he signs off with F. Steve Bannon. F. Steve Bannon. Now, Steve Bannon may be a witness on Capitol Hill. If he responds to the subpoena, if it all gets worked out, he's going to be there with a gun. Is that right? Is that professional? Is that uh, what we're looking for from a cop? John Stewart wants to meet Harry Dunn, and he gets to meet Harry Dunn. They made a big deal about that. Paris Hilton, remember her? She met Harry Dunn. He was happy to meet Paris. Paris was happy to meet uh, Harry, Adam Kinzinger. It looks like they're going to rent the boat and go on a picnic or something like that together. Uh, Don Lemon of CNN likes to take the, uh, the Capitol Hill Four out for drinks after the show, all this stuff. They're having a great time. Meanwhile, a Capitol Hill police officer is also on duty who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt, who, as we all know, is unarmed and, from our perspective, received no warning whatsoever. There's not one professional police department in the country that would say that was an authorized use of deadly force. Something is really wrong with America right now. Uh, everything is kind of backwards. I want to do a quick shout out, though, for a guy named Scott Smith. You know, when I first saw this footage of uh, him in Loudoun County at a school board meeting, I just thought he was, you know, he got irate for who knows why and got disruptive and the cops had to throw him out. Turns out it's much more serious and his cause righteous. His daughter was sexually assaulted. Nobody was listening to him. Nobody was believing him. And he did what any father would and should do. Ask for help. And look at how they're treating him. When these pictures were online, they fat shamed him. 
Scott Smith. Sometimes patriotism and heroism, it can actually look like this. I'll be right back. It's our America. We conquered it. We built it. Great values like honesty and fairness. Great courage. A great nation needs a free press. Newsmax is it. 30 million Americans regularly go to Newsmax when they really need to know. They watch Newsmax TV at home on the free Newsmax app. They go to Newsmax.com. Start today. Newsmax is real news for real people. All I can, All can say, say is, is that, that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? Whoa, fake news favorite Alec Baldwin is in trouble. Who'd have saw this one coming? I'm so, gee whiz, horrible accident. We're sorry. A young woman lost her life because, well, Alec Baldwin shot and killed her. It looks like it was an accident, but the investigation has to take place. Uh, they were on a movie set. This was a prop gun. Somehow it had blanks in it. I don't know. But look, Alec Baldwin has been a problem for a long time. And because he's famous and because he's liberal, he gets a great big pass. You know, if they didn't give him a pass, maybe, maybe this wouldn't have happened. All right. And take a look at some of the unfortunate episodes in Alec Baldwin's life. So uh, it's uh, it's pretty intense. I do have a certain amount of sympathy for the last thing. You know what he was upset about? He was yelling at his daughter, calling her all kinds of names. But he was frustrated that he wasn't in her life more and she wasn't seeing him. But uh, you can't talk like that. And you certainly can't talk like this. I mean, they cancel people for this kind of stuff. He used a very bad homophobic term against somebody he didn't like. said the F word rhymes with bag. A lot of people get themselves canceled for saying that right now. Coach Gruden, formerly of the Las Vegas Raiders, he's gone because he used that allegedly in an email 10 years ago about somebody he did not actually think was was gay. But hey, he leans left, uh, Alec Baldwin does. He's famous, he's rich. So the sweet gigs kept coming. Some game show that nobody wanted to see, some primetime talk show, all kinds of movie roles. You know, it just kept on coming. But why? Why again? Why all these sweet deals? Remember, he's a leftist and he delighted them with the most grotesque and unfunny Trump impression. I'd like to start by answering the question that's on everyone's mind. Yes, this is real life. This is really happening. 
on January you know, 20th. I, I never liked this impression. Uh, he plays Trump dumb, and Trump is actually a genius. So I never thought that impression worked, but liberals loved it. And when he wasn't in costume, he was out there bashing Trump as himself. We need to overthrow the government of the United States under Donald Trump. That's pretty intense rhetoric, right? He did say just before that he wants to do that via a vote, but that's pretty intense rhetoric. So he also said some pretty strange, almost foreboding things, bragging not too long ago about his skills, motorcycle riding, French juggling, my uh, horseback riding, my gunplay. It's all right at my fingertips at at all times. Might be a little overconfidence here. Uh, Four years ago, he wondered how it must feel to wrongfully kill someone. Strange stuff. This is a picture of the woman, by the way, who died, Helena Hutchins, uh, by all accounts, a very talented cinematographer. Now, Alec Baldwin this evening put out a statement about this. And um, let's see. There are no words to convey my shock and sadness regarding the tragic accident that took the life of Helena Hutchins, a, a wife, mother, and deeply admired colleague of ours. I am fully cooperating with the police investigation to address how this tragedy occurred. And I am in touch with her husband, offering my support to him and his family. My heart is broken for her husband, their son, and all who knew and loved Helena. This is undoubtedly um, a horrible thing for all involved. Um, And my heart goes out to the family of the victim and also, quite frankly, to Alec Baldwin. Let's take a look at him over the years. Uh, He didn't want this to happen. I'm sure he didn't mean it. I'm sure it was an accident. But as we saw, he obviously had some issues with anger and possibly being a little bit too full of himself. They never wanted the guy to be canceled. uh, And I don't think he will be canceled as a result of this. But... Maybe if somebody talked to him or or maybe I don't know where he is in his faith journey, but maybe if he got things right with God, maybe they already are. But I don't know. It's a sad story. I actually do wish him the best, though. And now this. Black lives matter. Not the way the Black Lives Matter movement says they only care when a black life is taken by a white cop. But all lives matter. Black lives, of course, matter, including the life of 20-year-old Humphrey Haguira, shot and killed in Houston on Friday. Police say he was involved in a minor car accident when the driver of the other car jumped out and opened fire. Haguira was rushed to the hospital with several gunshot wounds and doctors could not save him. He was a beloved student at the University of Houston where he was studying computer engineering and playing soccer. He first came to the United States from Tanzania when he was 11 years old. That was just nine years ago. His mother, of course, is devastated. Oh, it's very painful. I can't imagine. Life is gone forever. Just a minor accident. The driver just come out and shoot my son like that. So I can't see my son again. (laughs) This is my son. I love him. I can't believe, like, I can't see Afray again. I can't believe it. A GoFundMe page has been set up to cover the funeral costs. They're bringing Humphrey's remains home to Tanzania. A 19-year-old was uh, charged with Maguire's murder. Again, he was just 20 years old, was well on his way to a great life, was having a great life. We are deeply, deeply sorry. All right, folks, yesterday you saw the Attorney General of the United States get pounded on Capitol Hill, rightly so, and 
One star of that hearing was Congressman Greg Stubbe. He'll be with us next. Real heroes. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. Who's in Washington? Do you want your house back? Take it! You've seen the videos a million times. Uh, No one in D.C. can stop talking about it. They are exploiting January 6th clearly for political purposes, and the entire national security community seems focused on it. But why do they ignore things like this? At the Interior Department a week ago, there was one hell, excuse me, of a protest, and they were trying to get in, force their way into the building. I think these folks were uh, protesting climate change, but whatever, you're not allowed to do that. It looks a lot like January 6th. A lot of folks noticed the similarities, including Congressman Greg Stubbe on the Judiciary Committee, and he raised this issue with the Attorney General, Merrick Garland. It's clear that you feel very strongly about using the full force of your position to prosecute those involved in the January 6th protests. Just last week on October 14th, a group of extremist environmental and indigenous protesters forced their way into the Department of Interior. Do you believe that these environmental extremists who forced their way into the Department of Interior are also domestic terrorists? Uh, So uh, I'm not going to be able to reference that specific incident since this is the first I know about it, but I will say that the department does not care. This is the first that you know about an incident where protesters forced themselves into a federal government building right here in D.C. Like you didn't hear about this at all. This particular example, it doesn't mean the Justice Department doesn't know about it, but I personally haven't heard about it before what you're saying right now. Congressman Greg Stubbe joins us, Republican Florida, member of the House Judiciary Committee. Sir, welcome and great job yesterday. Uh, Are you satisfied with your answers? Of course not. And what just blows my mind is either he's completely outright lying to Congress and the American people or his deputies just didn't tell him that left-wing extremists forced their way into a federal building, which also doesn't surprise me and shows you the level of politicization that has happened at the Department of Justice. You know just as well as I do, if those people had Trump and MAGA hats on and were forcing their way in the Department of the Interior, would be all over the mainstream media. He would have known everything about it, and they would be using, in his quote, the full force of the Department of Justice to prosecute all those people. Yet he doesn't even know about it. It's wild. It's wild. And you you highlighted it and you had photos and it was brilliant, by the way. Uh, I would like to show the folks uh, a little bit more from what happened yesterday. You have two pictures of individuals forcing themselves into a government building right here in Washington, D.C. And one, you very, as I laid out, very welcomely call them domestic terrorists, but you're refusing to call groups like this who commit the same atrocities here in Washington, D.C., domestic terrorists. One I know the facts of, the other I don't know the facts of. Um, well, I'm, tell- I'm showing you pictures. Here's facts right here. If, if you want to, we'll, we'll act like we're in a courtroom. Exhibit A, Exhibit B, January 6th, Department of Interior. Well, as you know. Based on these pictures of people one, forcing themselves into one, the. One picture is not going to be able, I'm not going to be able to resolve a legal determination based on one picture. 
<laughs> Again, great job. Now, look, after a hearing like that, and he's got a lot of staff with him, and obviously the Justice Department, did anybody get on the phone with you and say, okay, we're going to look into this? Uh, you know, uh, thanks for the information. Uh, we're on it, or we already started an investigation. Anything like that happen? Oh, of course not. And, and for the record, 55 people were arrested at the Department of the Interior for that protest and them getting into the building. Officers were injured. Officers had to go to the hospital. Security personnel were injured. And there were other people who they didn't get to arrest that got away. And he has no idea that this even happened. So it, it just like I said in the hearing, it blows my mind that the Attorney General of the United States doesn't know that a federal building blocks from his own office was intruded into 55 people arrested. And he just he has no idea that this even happened. Uh, by the way, I'm going I just went to the FBI's Twitter page and the very top tweet, the pinned tweet that, that they want you to see is about January 6th. They are still seeking information regarding people who committed violence at the Capitol on January 6th. This is officially the number one priority of federal law enforcement, and he doesn't even know about what happened there. Are you at all concerned about the people who were arrested? Something tells me, though, we don't have to be too concerned because I have a feeling they're not going to treat them like domestic terrorists, uh, like the January 6th crowd. Well, my follow-up to this hearing this week is going to be a letter to the attorney general asking for the status of those 55 individuals that were arrested, the status of those who were there protesting, who entered the building, who were not arrested, what the status of that investigation is, if the, if the Department of Justice is going to try to arrest them and put them in solitary confinement and have the SWAT team from the FBI enter their homes like they do the January 6th protesters. But you know as well as I do that the, that the AG is not going to respond to my letters. He's not going to respond to emails. He's not going to respond to any requests from Republican members of Congress we, because we have a completely politicized uh, attorney general's office right now in Washington. Are, are they're not required to? I mean, you are a sitting member of Congress. You are on the Judiciary Committee. They have legislative affairs office. They're they're Forgive me, they're blowing you off to that extent. They're, aren't, they're, not, they're not compelled to respond or cooperate? They will completely ignore us because we're in the minority. And that's why it is so important that we take the House back next November. And then all these type of requests, suddenly when Jen Jordan, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, is subpoenaing records from them, requesting them to come in and testify, asking for documents, it's a totally different ballgame. But right now, because we're in the minority, they just ignore everything that we're doing, just like Speaker Pelosi does. I never got a good look at Merrick Garland before. Uh, you know, I knew he was out there. I, I quite frankly just didn't take a good hard look at him. And I was I was aghast at how political he was, although I had heard this. I want to play. This is from May 12th. What he said about January 6th, and I think this is, uh, he's either delusional or he's being totally dishonest, but here he is characterizing January 6th a couple of months ago. In my career uh, as a judge uh, and in law enforcement, I have not seen a more dangerous threat to democracy than the uh, invasion of the Capitol. If there has to be a hierarchy of things that we prioritize, uh, this would be the one we prioritize. Uh, because it is the most dangerous threat to our democracy. All right, I'm looking it up. It looks like he was actually in federal government on September 11, 2001, which was, I believe, a, a greater threat to our democracy than the uh, the events of, of January 6th. So uh, it's going to be a stalemate. I mean, these guys are just going to take it as far as they can until the midterms. Uh, what what else? What other recourse do you have? 
The only other recourse that Republicans have right now is Republican states standing up against this. I sent an email to Governor DeSantis's folks today about the crisis that we have on the southern border and states like Florida have, have sovereign have sovereignty. They're a state under our Constitution. So they need to start pushing back on all these illegals that are showing up that the federal departments of Homeland Security and Border Patrol are dumping illegal immigrants off in their states. They have sovereignty under our Constitution. So states need to start pushing back and states need to start filing lawsuits. The problem is, is that takes time. It takes time for those issues to get to the United States Supreme Court. And in the meantime, you're seeing what's happening to our country. Well, Congressman Stubbe, we're glad that you're there. Very glad. And uh, keep it up. Let's stay in touch. Congressman Greg Stubbe, Republican of Florida. We appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right. To be continued. And we'll be right back. Have you checked out the Newsmax Daily Podcast with me, Rob Carson? You get daily news, insightful commentary, and believe it or not, comedy. Check it out wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or at NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. My name is Noah Sturgis Johnson. I'm a specialist in the United States Army. Due to the new order of the COVID-19 vaccine, I will potentially face separation from the United States Army. My name is Corporal Wright. I'm an active duty Marine on Camp Pendleton, and I'm one of the first Marines really pushing against this whole forced injection thing, and it's being pushed on us. It is being pushed, and the deadline for active duty military to get that first vaccine shot is Sunday. Sunday, the day after tomorrow. And these guys don't want it, and a lot of folks respect that. Hey, listen, I think it should be everybody's choice, uh, even if you're in the military. We are joined now by two people you just saw in that video, which went mega viral, by the way. Specialist Noah Sturgis Johnson, welcome, sir. U.S. Army watercraft operator. And Corporal Tyler Wright, U.S. Marine Corps. He's an air traffic controller. Welcome to you both. Corporal Wright, first to you. Have you changed your mind? Uh, you're not getting this vaccine, right? No, there's, there's no way in any situation I would ever get it. So what's, what's the latest? What are they telling you? What are the consequences if you don't do it by Sunday? Well, there's, um, there's been two more admins that have come out, Greg. There's the, the first one came back, came out, I think it was September 1st, and that basically just said everyone has to get it. And then the second more admin, I think it was 533 just came out recently. And um, this one is stating that it basically lays out the guidelines saying if you try to get an exemption and it's not approved, then you're going to be ordered to get the shot again. And if you refuse, then you're going to be treated just like anybody who refuses. And in that case, um, your refusal will be sent directly to a general court martial convening authority. And that's where they're going to decide. But I, I personally have spoken to guys who are already signing acknowledgement of separation over this situation. Acknowledgement of separation. Hey, Specialist Noah Sturgis Johnson, tell us your story first and then back to you in a moment, Tyler. Uh, what's going on with you? Yes, sir. So I'm, in, I'm currently pending a religious exemption in which uh, my process is a little bit different than Tyler's. So with what we're facing here is I am going through a whole process in which I can't be actually touched or hurt in this moment. So they can't flag me. Uh, they can't quite bar me or anything like that. So uh, this process is going to go to the Surgeon General of the United States, in which case it gets denied. It'll come back to uh, my chain of command in which I can file an appeal 
to the assistant secretary of the army. Um, so with, with that being said, um, I'm just looking to get out in the next six months and have a smooth transition out. But, uh, but yeah, so this is pretty much where we're at. I understand. Um, listen, Corporal Wright, I, I, both of you, I want you to understand, I do believe even in the military, you should have a choice on this. The, the vaccine is less than a year old. Having said that, I will tell you, I was in the Marine Corps and I remember showing up uh, at OCS and we got all kinds of shots. I had no idea what they were putting in us. And uh, before we went to the Middle East, I think we got the anthrax shot. So, um, Corporal Wright, what do you say to those? Hey, you're in the military. You got to follow orders. Well, sir, there's there's a whole situation with whether or not it's legal and that's been bouncing around, right? And um, we have no obligation to follow orders that are unlawful. And that's kind of where it gets really hazy because the original MAR admin, which is just basically an order for those who don't understand, it, it just stated everybody has to get the FDA-approved Pfizer vaccine. Now, for those of who, everybody who doesn't understand, Pfizer has two vaccines. One is the Pfizer and Biotech, that's emergency authorized use only. And then there's the, the new Hominardi. I might have said that wrong, but there's two different Pfizer vaccines, and the one that's approved hasn't been manufactured. Um, and the issue is nobody has any authority to order anybody to get the emergency use vaccine, but that's what many Marines have been ordered to get. So when it comes to being ordered to get something that's unlawful, there's nobody has any obligation to stand by that order. And your video went viral, both of you and some other uh, sailors, soldiers, Marines uh, involved as well. I know you've been giving, giving a lot of feedback and you're talking to Marines and other soldiers all the time. How widespread is the resistance? Um, Noah, if you could tell us how many of your colleagues are following your, uh, your example or, or doing the same thing. Absolutely. There is, there is a lot. And uh, I don't think the numbers are being correctly reported. Um, I would say that there is senior leadership who has reached out to me, who has spoken to me. And um, it's, it, it's a shame because I, I just wonder how many people are actually losing themselves and silencing their morals in order to salvage the benefits that they have honorably and graciously earned uh, through serving for you know, 17 plus years as a, you know, E7 or a master sergeant or a first sergeant uh, who are just ready to throw their, throw it all away, give it all away in order to stand up for this. Um, so there is, there's many that are like us um, uh, in which, you know, my exemption is sincere. Uh, I, I am a man of God and um, it, it is, it is disturbing to see so many service members feel the same way. So officially, he's the commander in chief. I want to play you uh, something Joe Biden said about vaccinations and mandates in the military last night on CNN. I waited until uh, July to talk about mandating because I tried everything else possible. The mandates are working. All the talk about all these folks who are going to leave the military if they're, they're mandated, not true. You got about a 90-some percent vaccination rate. The two things that concern me, one are those who just try to make this a political issue, freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on, freedom. Even if he's right, uh, Corporal Wright, if it's 90% are getting it, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people in the military may not be getting this or may object. That's a lot, and that could really affect readiness. 
What do you think about what he just said? Well, sir, there's two things. And the first is that the president of the United States is saying the word freedom as if it's not a serious matter, like as if freedom is not serious and something that we value here in America, um, which I think is not to be ignored. And then right now I'm in I'm going through TRS, which is basically a week long class. I just finished it this week that everyone who separates from the military has to go through. And I'm, I'm always vocal about my situation, and I made it known that I was there because I was refusing the mandate. And someone asked the classroom of 50 Marines that I'm in, asked who, how many people were being separated and a thir- ad- administratively separated, and a third of the room raised their hand. So in this, this one week, 50, 50 people in this cl- classroom, a third of the class is being administratively separated, likely because they are refusing to get this in- injection. I can say at least at least 10 of them are. And very quickly, you mentioned court-martial potentially. It's not gonna get that far. Okay, actually, look, to be continued, gentlemen, Sunday is the day. Let's stay in touch and let's see how this plays out. We wish you luck. I believe this should be your choice. This drug is just too new to uh, mandate it. So um, look, we're rooting for you both, okay? Uh, Noah Sturgis Johnson, specialist in the U.S. Army, a watercraft operator. I didn't know you guys had watercraft. Apparently, this is one of them. I I had no idea. I thought this was a Marine thing. I'm a Marine. Corporal Wright, did you know about this stuff? No, it's new to me as well, sir. (laughs) Okay. Real quick, 10 seconds. What is that thing? That's a LSV. Um, But, yeah, no, we do tons of JLOTS missions with the Navy and the Marine Corps. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's just one of the things I didn't get to do. Uh, Corporal Wright, uh, Specialist Sturgis Johnson, thank you. To be continued, we'll be right back. Just in terms of inflation, because you had told uh, us at a town hall, I think it was in July, that the in, this was just near-term inflation. The Wall Street Journal recently talks to like 67 uh, financial experts. What's up with this, huh? One of the many, many strange moments from last night's debate. You see how he's just standing like this the whole time? It became a whole big thing on the Internet. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's odd behavior. We're joined now by Mark Simone, iHeartRadio talk show host, and Craig Shirley, Reagan biographer, presidential historian. <laughs> Welcome to you both. Um, you bet. You bet. Mark, I mean, it was uh, what do you think was happening there? I'm so busy worrying about his cognitive condition. Now i got to worry about his motor skills, too. I don't know what that was all about. Uh, if you showed up and talked like that in a job interview, whoever recommended you would get fired. It was horrible last night. <laughs> Craig? Um, I, I agree completely. It's like he's losing control of his motor skills. It, it, it was compared on the Internet you know, to uh, Beavis and Butthead. It's like uh, he's taking bad advice from consultants to do things to be look strong. And, and in fact, he looks programmed and weak. Uh, there was something else. Um, he talked about using the National Guard for the uh, supply chain situation, which uh, apparently is not even legal at this point. <laughs> had to be walked back. But here he goes. Do you consider the National Guard to help with the supply yes, chain issue? Absolutely. Positively. 
I will do that. Would, would you consider the National Guard for trucking? Because for, there's a lot of yes. problems with not enough yes. truck drivers right but now. Here's, and th that's why what we're doing now. But are, you're actually talking about having National Guards and women driving is, trucks? The answer is yes, if we can't move to increase the number of truckers, which we're in a process of doing. You know, Craig, he just seems to say whatever feels comfortable for the moment, like yeah. politicians do, but he's not even, he's not elegant about it. He's just so clumsy. Oh, I agree, uh, Greg. Uh, he, he doesn't even understand the law as it goes. You know, the National Guard reports to the governors of the various states, not to the president of the United States. If he wants to take military action, he has to activate the U.S. Army or the military or the Pentagon or something like that, not the National Guard in the various states. So, and obviously the White House had to walk that back and further embarrassing him. Uh, like his statement about defending uh, Taiwan that the White House then alarmingly walked back. So apparently now we're not going to defend uh, Taiwan against uh, Red China. Yeah, that was uh, uh, he said a lot that he shouldn't have said. This was kind of walked back by Jen Psaki. Let's take a quick look. When the president says that um, the U.S. has a commitment to protect Taiwan. Does that commitment include military intervention in the event of a Chinese attack? Uh, again, as I said earlier, he wasn't announcing a change in policy, nor was he, nor have we changed our policy, which I think is the most important point here. And we are guided by the Taiwan Relations Act. All right. I, I, he, he just shouldn't have said it the way he said it, probably when he said it. There are other ways to get out. Hey, Mark, I want to find out your reaction to this Alec Baldwin situation. Shot a girl, uh, killed her, probably an accident. Here he is in an earlier movie with a gun. Uh, Alec obviously is a hothead. We all know that. What do you think about this uh, situation? I don't know. When something like this happens to the creepiest guy in the world, this guy, uh, we heard him threatening his uh, young daughter on the phone. We saw him yelling uh, anti-gay slurs at somebody. We've seen him punch somebody, a stranger, get arrested. Uh, I don't Who knows? And he, I think, was the producer of this film. So it was a low-budget film, I think about $5 million. So if they got sloppy hiring the wrong people to handle the weapons or whatever... Uh, the detectives are still on this. That tells you something. You know, uh, the thing he said some pretty wild things, as Mark mentioned, Craig, uh, homophobic uh, slurs, all yeah. that stuff. But the yeah. left never punishes him because he's anti-Trump and he does that very grotesque and unfunny Trump impression. In my opinion. Yeah, exactly. He's a, he's a member of uh, the left wing protected species, so they will not uh, castigate him for his uh, for his uh, otherwise behavior. I, I suspect now that uh, now that he's killed somebody, uh, the, the veneer is obviously off. The question is, will justice be served uh, adequately in, in Hollywood? Because you never know. You know, uh, Roberts, uh, an actor several years ago, uh, got away with uh, murdering his wife and he got away with it. Robert Blake, right? Beretta. Robert Blake. Yeah. Yes, Robert <laughs> yes, Blake. Right. He left, the, he left the gun in the restaurant. I'll be right back to get the gun. Crazy. Mark, you remember that? Yeah. Uh, but that was California where the movie studios control the courts. No celebrity <laughs> yeah. gets convicted in California. Luckily, yeah. this is New Mexico. Okay. Mark Simone. Well, New Mexico's not much saner than California these days. <laughs> Mark Simone, Craig Shirley, you guys are the best. To be continued, and we'll be right back. in terms of inflation, because you had told uh, us at a town hall, I think it was in July, that the in, this was just near-term inflation. The Wall Street Journal recently talks is like 
uh, financial experts. Everybody's wondering why was he doing this? The internet took it from there. Very funny stuff, by the way. Is he ready for a jet? <laughs> Check it out, right? Look, have a great weekend and have a safe flight, Joe Biden. Awesome.